Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield. Inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Yo, what is up, Panther Nation? Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated Panthers beat writer Skylar Callahan and the Carolina Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart, in the house. Uh, it's open mailbag, as it is every episode of Believe in Panthers. So uh, appreciate everybody that was waiting in line to get in here. Ken Fulkin C., uh, Danny Trieo, and, uh, and Clay Wright uh, waiting to get in here to hear uh, our opinions on the Panthers. And the Panthers have been... Uh, pretty busy since, uh, last time you saw me Friday afternoon, um, I was actually in the car, like out in the country someplace, me and Skylar had just did our episode. Uh, and I got an email from believe and they were like emergency podcast time. I'm like, what just happened? And then all of a sudden my, <laughs> my Twitter just exploded with everything. So I had to get back Uh shout out to uh, Kevin Avery from the four man rush and Chris Krogman from believe in monsters podcast, who I, I grabbed uh pretty much within five minutes and they were able to come in and do an emergency episode uh with us but the boys are back in the house we'll get their opinions on uh where were they when they found out the carolina panthers had done something that i don't think they've ever really done before uh in terms of something to this effect uh we'll get your ideas on what it might mean who they might be targeting and of course uh free agency hasn't officially started yet but teams are able to kind of it's that gray area where you can kind of start signing people already. It won't be official till Wednesday at four, I believe. Uh, we've got some movement already, some vets we already had, some new faces coming in. Uh, we'll talk about those as well. So if you've got a um, a take or something you want to get off your chest, if you're a Panthers fan from this week, you can leave it in the comment section on Facebook Watch or on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Before we get uh, Stu and Skyler's, uh, where were they when they heard the news that it broke? Uh, on Friday, quick word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to their website today. Or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts and where we will start uh, going back to Friday, the Carolina Panthers trading with the, Car- uh, the Chicago Bears for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. The Panthers gave up this year's first round pick, uh, which is the ninth pick overall. They gave up a first round pick next year, if I'm not mistaken, two seconds and dj moore so uh, let's start off with you Stu. uh where were you when you heard the news that the panthers had pulled this off and what was your reaction when you found out what it took to move up from nine to one um i was with my family uh grabbing some dinner and i was in the middle of making sure my daughter wasn't gonna spill a (laughs) lidless 
cup. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, a, that's skill too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's parenting, practice, yeah. especially when you're out and about with a two-year-old that's uh-huh. discover, in discovery mode. <laughs> but um, no, man, it, it, it shocked me. I was shocked. I wasn't. It, I wasn't expecting um, to trade to trade up. Um, but I wasn't expecting to lose DJ Moore um, in the midst of it. And I don't think anybody was. But you know what? Like, I feel like this is one of those years where, you know, Carolina Panther fans are experiencing things that a lot of fans probably experience around the league, where you have a GM, you have an ownership and an organization that really wants to position themselves to win games, you know, willing to, um, you know, you know, put themselves out there essentially. I mean, that's what they, that's exactly what they did. Um, But, you know, but really, I think they really get the upside here because now they control the whole entire draft. Um, And you're really saying, we're going to get a discount at a quarterback that is going to lead our team uh, for the remainder of, you know, his tenure. Um, you know, hopefully that is a long lengthy career where that's backed by many playoff runs and, you know, hopefully some Super Bowl appearances. That's what you go after um, a quarterback for, especially the way we are doing it. Um, so obviously there's someone there that they really, uh, are eyeing. There's probably multiple guys that they like, and so they're going to probably use this time to really take the due diligence to sit down with all the guys to really make the decision for themselves, rather rather than you know being stuck at nine and just having something fall into your lap. And so, um, no, I'm excited for. I think if you're a Carolina Panther fan, you're you're excited. Um, you know, for what's what's to come. <laughs> so, um, Skylar, where where were you uh, <laughs> when the news broke? Previously, on Believe in Carolina Panthers, uh, me and Skylar were actually doing. Uh, we were doing a Friday episode. Stu couldn't make it last Friday, and I went back to listen to it after the trade happened, just to kind of make sure we didn't talk a whole lot about. Well, what if they go up or whatever? We did sprinkle it in there a little bit, but it actually is still a good episode. We were talking about the. Uh, the, the veteran quarterbacks that were available at the time and the the young quarterbacks and what should Carolina do, move around. that kind of, So it kind of fell into place with it. Um, I think a lot of people might have saw it and thought, oh, well, that's just all old. It's not new. It's not good stuff anymore. Honestly, you can still listen to that episode and still get a pretty good analysis of uh, what we were talking about with the quarterbacks. But, um, Skylar, you had told me that you were about to leave to go have dinner with your in-laws uh, right before we finished the, the episode last Friday. And I remember you told me and Stu that anytime something's happened this year with the Hornets or the Panthers, you've either been in route to get something to eat or you've been sitting someplace eating. Uh, when Matt Rule got fired, for example, I think you were on the way to Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you were in the car going someplace. Where were you when you found out the news about uh, the, the Panthers trading up to one uh, from nine with the Bears? So we had actually just got uh, to South End. Uh, just got to the parking lot to go eat, and I can't even remember this place we ate at. But um, got pulled in there, got the text. Uh, well, actually, my wife, she was the one. She was like, "Did you did you do something on the trade already?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" 
<laughs> they just traded DJ Moore. So shut up. No, they didn't. And because, like, usually I get like three or four texts before I start getting all the, the floods from notifications on Twitter. So, like, I kind of get a little bit of a heads up, not much of one, but I mean, just a little bit. And no, I had no idea. And I, I thought she was messing with me. And I was like, oh my God. So, I was like, just go ahead and I'll, I'll be like 10 minutes. So, got it up. But <laughs> it, it, it never fails, man. Like, I, I told you guys before the show, like, there will probably be a free agent signing today when I'm en route to Spectrum Center later tonight for the, the Hornets game. So you well, can thank me if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's a wide receiver because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it won't be no minor move. It'll probably be either that or they'll, they'll make a trade for like a DeAndre Hopkins or something stupid. Um, just to, to make it really, really worth my, my while. But, um, you know, I, I've always said since the beginning – um, I think you could wind back, and I, I don't know. I, maybe Desmond can go back and figure out which episode it was. But I believe maybe a month or two ago I said, mark it down, the Panthers will draft C.J. Stroud. You did. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was a week or two ago, I think. I don't remember which one it was, but I said, mark it down, they will draft C.J. Stroud. They're going to have to go up to get him. Like, they're not going to be able to stay put at number nine. And – I still believe in that. I still think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I, I have this weird, weird feeling. I don't know where it's coming from that Anthony Richardson's not completely out of this. And I think you just think about it just because of his potential. I mean, just the the complete arm strength that he has, the, the ability that he has running the ball. I mean, I, I guarantee we could sit here and do like a 30-minute episode of just Anthony Richardson, and we'd all fall in love with him. Mm. Or you could fall completely out of love. So, I don't know. I don't know if you want to risk all that to go up and get a guy like Anthony Richardson. But to me, I think with the whole DJ Moore aspect of it, it's like, look, you've had DJ Moore for four plus years, and you never had the opportunity to get yourself a franchise quarterback to give to get him the ball. Right? It's it's been this nonstop turning, you know, style of of mediocre quarterback play. And let's face it, if you don't move up, what are you going to do at quarterback? You don't – I mean, Sam Darnold just left. I mean, and he was probably going to be out the door anyways. It was quick, too. Uh, <laughs> it was like yeah. almost immediately. He was gone. So, so. I mean, what are you going to do at quarterback? You're just going to hope that you get the fourth best quarterback at number nine? I mean, you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to pull Tom Brady out of retirement. So, you only have a few options. And like Federer – said they don't plan on picking in the top 10 again. This roster is too good to be picking in the top 10. So it's all, it was always going to be a couple of firsts. It was always going to be maybe, you know, a second or a third. But if it came down to Chicago saying, look, the only way we are doing this deal is if DJ Moore is in this thing. You got to you got to pull the trigger on it, man. Like it's a receiver. And and I hate to to downplay that. And I hate to downplay, you know, running backs or anything like that. Stu, I mean, you know the, the value in this league for running backs and receivers just isn't what it is or once was as far as it is, you know, concerned with quarterbacks. Like, if you have a chance to go get your franchise guy for the next 10 years, you got to do it. Like, you can find receivers. You can find running backs. And that's why I kind of lump Christian McCaffrey in this trade as well because part of those picks that they sent to Chicago were from that San Francisco trade. The second rounder, yeah, the second rounder was part of the McCaffrey trade. So, 
I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't hate it at all. I mean, obviously, it's it's things to not have a, a go to guy. They certainly have to go shopping for a couple of receivers now. But you got to make that move. You have yeah. to. I'll tell you one reason why I like the move as well is you have a good coaching staff that everybody in the league can fundamentally make that decision and feel good about it. Yep. And so I think you have the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball that can bring in probably any one of those guys and make do, you know what I'm saying? And make it happen. Cause I feel like, you know, like that's what it's all about. You're, you're drafting a guy, but you still have to like coach him. You still have to groom him. You still have to like, you know, cater to his strengths and having a coaching staff the way we do, um, they offer that a hundred percent. So, yeah, I, um, I, everything you, both of you guys said, I echo, I, I was actually surprised. I wasn't surprised that they moved up for it because actually Skylar, me and you on Friday, we mentioned that there was rumors there was a team that was close to doing this with the Bears, and I was like, it's probably us because we have the two first that we could actually do it with. I had been adamant they weren't going to trade DJ Moore because people were after him last season, and we were holding on to him. So I figured he was one of those untouchable guys. But it makes sense cap room-wise. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw as it stands right now. Now, granted, they haven't done extensions and things like that yet, but the Panthers will have like over $150 million in cap space now, uh, well, next year in 2024 um, yeah. because of getting DJ off the books, see uh, McCaffrey be off the books at that point. Um, it, it all comes back to what Fitterer was saying at the combine and when they introduced Frank Wright, that if you if you got a guy and you you want that guy, go get that guy. Don't listen to everybody else. If, you're, if you've got enough conviction to go do it, go do it. And they actually did it. And to be honest – None of us should be surprised. Look at the staff they've put together. This this is one of the most aggressive coaching staffs maybe <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, like, I kind of expected them to do something. They don't seem like the type to sit around and wait or to bring in an older vet or a patch-type quarterback. Like, they're building this thing right now, like all of it. Well, they're building all of it right now. The one way I look at it, too, with this class is if you have a draft class that's got three or four guys that are top ten worthy at quarterback, they're going to go – like boom, boom, boom. So you have to you have to make that jump up there before somebody else does. You can't let, say, Vegas or even Atlanta at the yeah. get up to number three with Arizona, and then all of a sudden you're really stuck because you had to go up to number one. Like we've said a million times, like you're not getting number two because Houston's there. So you're not getting the four because Indianapolis is there. So it was either going to be one or three. But if you go to three, now you're settling for the third best option. So you can't do that. You have to go all the way up to number one. And I've like I've been hearing, at, like everyone else has, they like a couple of guys. There, there may be a third guy that they end up liking in this whole process. If that's the case, now they can maybe go from one down to two and swap picks with Houston and get something else in return or go down to three. I mean, there's – a whole lot of things that there's a lot of moving parts to this thing. So I don't know where they'll end up. I have a gut feeling they're just going to end up staying pat at number one, but at least it gives them the options before it was. Hopefully one of these guys is follows the nine, but yeah. you can't have that hope. That, that was the thing I was going to bring up because immediately after they did the trade, a for one, the national media is focused just on the bear side. I don't know if you guys have watched this on TV or not, but whenever they bring this trade up, it's all about how well did the bears do in this trade? They don't really talk about yet who the Panthers might pick at number one or what they might do with it. 
Um, but then this started coming up that rumors surfaced that the Panthers are willing to look at possibly trading back down to pick back up some picks, uh, which tells me, yeah, they've got their eye on a couple of quarterbacks, not just one. Uh, it sounds like it's between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud right now, and we haven't seen Bryce Young throw yet. He hasn't had his pro day. I don't think C.J. Stroud, he didn't throw at the combine, did he? Yeah, he, he did. Come on. Yeah, he threw the combine. He still hasn't had his pro day yet either at Ohio State. And uh, he still got Anthony Richardson out there, who now people are trying to push to up as far as one and attaching us to him. Uh, and Will Levis is still floating around in there where – I swear, if they did all this just to draft Will Levis number one, I, I don't know. We're way down there. We are protesting. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just, protesting. 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 <laughs> so I mean, it's an exciting time to be a Panther fan. Um, for those that are like, well, who are you going? Who's he going to throw the ball to? Uh, in, in terms of, there's no DJ Moore here. They do still have Shai Smith. They do still have Terrence Marshall Jr., who did show flashes the last four or five games of last season and uh they still have uh LaVisca Chenault so they do still have there's it's not like DJ Moore was the only wide receiver in the room they still have other they guys still have the second, they still have their second round and third round picks they've got there's, three. Some, there's, there's a lot news. of time before now yeah. and that was my point I'm like it's it's March <laughs> like free agency hasn't even started the draft's not even here clearly they're building to something let's let them build let's not let's not worry about what about isms basically with this? Oh, you traded to one, but what about the fact you don't have any wide receivers because you traded off DJ Moore? How about we get some people? I think there's there's a method to the madness, right? Like you're not just gonna make all these moves or or give up all those trade assets in terms of draft picks and not have a plan in place for DJ Moore. They've got probably three plans in place. They may have okay, we've got two or three guys we like in free agency, and then we've got these guys in the draft. Yep. That's option one. We've got these guys in free agency and these guys in the draft. Option two, not the same thing with option three. There's And then you've got the trades. You can you can make a trade for somebody. Like I said, I, I don't know if they're going to go for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, but How old is just DeAndre Hopkins? There's, there are many ways that they can do this, and I, I would be shocked if they don't have very many – if they don't have at least two or three different backup points. How, how old is DeAndre Hopkins? 30, 31. Oh. Yeah, come on in here. <laughs> I thought it was older than that. He, uh, yeah, he's thirty. He turns thirty-one June six. So yeah. got some got some uh, gas in that tank. And Arizona, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about you know what the Panthers is about to do. I feel like they like they have the control over the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go that route, they know what their plan is, and. Right now, if it, their plan is to just throw smoke signals, they can do that. I'd be doing it if yep. I was them. I'm, I'm throwing smoke signals. signals. Oh, everybody. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like the tight end, too. We might take them number one. You know, we're crazy. <laughs> we have no yeah. idea what we're doing. Take a D-lima. Take a D-lima. <laughs> like, oh, Lamar still out there? Oh, we got this number one pick. Well, I'm actually warming up to trading <laughs> in if they got to do it just to get some picks back, but – uh, a, they still have six picks <laughs> in this draft, like right yeah. now. So they still got pretty much a full draft after yeah, giving. I, think up I saw that. something. This is like the first time that we've had a complete draft um, going into this draft that we would have that we'll have an, a complete draft in each round. And yo, people got to be either outsiders or not paying attention if they think for one second that Scott Fitty Fitterer is not going to go into this draft and move some picks around to pick up some extra picks. That's what he does. Like, that's his yeah. MO. <laughs> like, we're, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, we still got that high second. 
He's going to flip yep. that to like a yeah, let that man work. second and a fourth, and then he's going to move down again, and then he's just going to flesh out the rest of it. You get these wide receivers. Back into the first round, too. Like, if they get – if there's a receiver, say, like Jackson Smith and Jigba, C.J. Stroud's receiver and teammate to Ohio State, uh, if he's still there in the mid-20s, they can oh, yeah. maybe take a second and a future second or a second and a couple of thirds and get up there to where they can get their guy that they want to receive. Put him in the wide receiver room with Shaw Smith, who's, what, under 25, and Terrence Marshall Jr., who was on an explosive LSU offense with Joe Burrow, and pretty much every offensive skill player on that LSU offense yeah. has panned out. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking to that, like, think, look at Joe Burrow and, and um, Jamar Chase. You know, their exactly. chemistry in college, like, hey, you like throwing to that guy. We're going to bring him here. <laughs> and this is kind of a trend because Philly, uh, Jalen Hurts, and uh, what's yeah. his wide receiver from Alabama? Uh, we have uh, breaking news. Oh, oh no. wait a minute. <laughs> the, Jet, uh, the Giants are trading for Darren Waller. Darren Waller? The, the tight end? Wow. You said who? The Giants? Yeah. They're trying to get uh, the $160 million man some pieces. <laughs> got to uh, some people to throw to. Yeah. What's the what's the haul? What are they giving up? Does it say? I haven't seen yet. Um, I thought you was about to break some Aaron Rodgers news or, or something. Cause not, not yet, but that's coming. Sorry, sorry we got off topic there. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of, I don't, I don't know that, but, um, but what I was going to say was like it, it's going to create a trickle-down effect with the quarterbacks going so quickly. There, there, there could be a very good chance that Will Anderson, who may end up being the best player in this draft, goes fifth overall. So mm. if you have the best player in the draft going five, just imagine what that's going to do to the other positions, especially receiver that, like I just said, not a lot of people like this this receiver class. So you may have Smith and Jigbo. You may have Quentin Johnston be there at 25, 26. There's going to be some guys in the second and third round, like Josh Downs from uh, Carolina, uh, there's dudes out there. There's just nobody like a Calvin Johnson that's just like a physical specimen at wide receiver that you just you know is gonna probably be really good when he gets in the in the NFL. Uh, but again, it goes back to our coaching staff. I trust this coaching staff to develop whoever they bring in because they have a plan. Like they clearly have a plan. And I think what some of the Panther fans are doing, they're applying previous regimes to this one in terms of what they expect to happen next. And like they're kind of looking at like, oh, well, David Tepper's crazy because he's traded away all of our picks for this, not realizing we still have a full draft, <laughs> like we're still in front of us and six picks available to use to move around or do whatever. It's almost like they're kind of expecting the worst, like the other shoe to drop. Like, OK, so they did this, but they don't have any wide receivers. Like there's got to be a butt to it. And I think the three of us are kind of cool in terms of there's this. And now there's some more. <laughs> it's like they're just going to keep doing this. Like they're just going to keep building this thing up. And I think eventually the national media will finally catch on. Uh, right now they're still kind of under the radar, which is nuts because they just traded for the number one overall pick, and they're still not really getting talked about a whole lot. But I'd imagine that'll change here soon as they're uh, getting ready to evaluate these quarterbacks. Um, some of the other news from this week from the Panthers. Uh, free agencies basically opened up. Uh, definitely follow Skyler on Twitter at Callahan underscore uh, to get the latest from uh, All Panthers SI uh, as we go through this because this stuff's going to start moving pretty quick. Uh, I'm going to start with the first move they did. Uh, they tendered Sam Franklin Jr. safety on a one-year deal, uh, and that's good for depth. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, 
uh, Ajiro really uses a lot of his secondary uh, in his scheme, right? He's running. He's pretty much running. Yeah, the Shane Franklin. Yeah. Very so, big uh, special teams guy. Very, very big. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? They did Pro, mention Chris Tabor being there and Pro Bowl level type of guy. So they're keeping they're keeping guys. They they spotlighted guys that were from the previous team uh, to stick around. Chris Tabor probably really wanted Franklin to stay. Uh, the special teams co- uh, coordinator. So he's uh, back in the fold. Uh, this one was pretty cool. Panthers signed uh, Saints defensive tackle Shy Tuttle uh, to basically play nose tackle in the 3-4 base they're going to be playing. I wanted to ask, does that mean Derek Brown's going to be playing defensive end in the 3-4? So I, I don't really know because I, I'm getting two different – like I'm getting mixed singles, signals. I think – we're probably going to see Tuttle at the end. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think they could go either way. But either. I mean, regardless, you got two really massive dudes. You mean Tuttle on the on the outside uh, end? Yeah. And the the one interesting stat about Shy Tuttle, I was I was doing my research on him last night. He doesn't get to the quarterback a lot, so there's not a lot of sacks. There's not a lot of QB hits or tackles for loss or anything. He's pretty decent against the run. He's more of just like a a clog, right? He's just going to eat up space, eat up blocks. But the one thing that really stood out, 14 passes defended. That means he's getting his hands on balls. He's getting yeah. his hands up. Yeah. 14 P- PBUs, that's as many as C.J. Henderson has had in three years. Yeah, you remember the interception <laughs> he had where he stiffed on Matt Ryan? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> we threw Matt Ryan. <laughs> like literally threw him like five yards ahead. Um, he probably deserved it. But I think also too, what you get there, you know, he'll probably end up being more of your one technique type of guy, right? You know, if they ever go under over um, three fours, usually you have that in the mix. And so, but what that does is if it actually frees up um, our boy DB to get active. Mm. So I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you ever get into a four down front situation, hello. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you can sprinkle you can sprinkle that in there with any type of you know motions or or you know uh, shifts and, and whatnot with the defense, uh, just to give a different look um, to the opposing offense. And usually, you know, especially when I play, whenever we play three four defense defenses, um, you know, I look at the Denver Broncos. Like whenever they went. You know, to a four down front, you know, it, it was one of those switch ups that kind of th- th- throws you a curveball because you have certain protections that you go into the game with, you know, where you have, you know, certain um, obligations. And so as a three, four defense, you have the ability to really disguise a lot. And I feel like adding him to the mix always knowing that you'll have someone to just plug up stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and to be that solid, you can't come here guy um, really opens up our defense. What do you think that does for Yitor? Because I mean, he's a stand up in, in this, right? Cause I can't see him as a, a or a outside linebacker in this, right? Yeah. I think we, I think we got to find somebody else on the other side. Yeah. Um, I think so too. And I um, think, you know, I think there's plenty of, you know, sp- we got to just get somebody that's, really active there on the edge because <laughs> because what you don't want is for offense to go into a game and say oh well brian burdens is over there so like this year <laughs> like so, that all this year pretty much 
I want to you know, I want to hear uh, Stu's football talk. So I want to I want to give the fans kind of an opportunity to learn right here. So Stu, kind of explain the difference. For, or I guess the change that you're going to see from a 4-3, what they ran last year, to now a 3-4. So explain, like, what that looks like, what the traits are going to look like, what they want. Yeah, so, yeah, so what you want out of 3-4, you want somebody that's solid at the nose. You need somebody that's like a a mountain, if you would say, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, you know, on the end, you know, you want one guy to be a mix a mix of, you know, a rusher and a run stopper, right? You need somebody that can that can do both, absolutely, but do both. And then you need somebody on the other side, um, kind of in the same realm, but doesn't have to necessarily be a dog, but needs to be able to hold their ground. They got to be big guys because at the end of the day, you got three offensive li- or defensive linemen, right? That's take that's supposed to take up space. That's supposed to control get double teams, those types of things, right? But then you have four linebackers. They're not true linebackers. Um, You're going to have one guy that's just going to rush every time. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, and that's what – and if I'm Brian Burns, I'm I'm excited, you know, going into this season because now you're telling me that I can just – I can just go. I can just go every time and pin my ears back and be – you know, like Von Miller. Oh, great. Mm. Um, and so then you have the other side, the other guy, on the other, you, know, you know, whether he's a Will or a Sam um, backer, you know, that's the guy that's going to be in coverage. That's, that's the guy that's going to be, you know, run support and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, you have three down linemen. You have your two outside backers. Again, one of them, is technically a guy that's just going to come every single time. And so if you have that, that's really your four down linemen as opposed to, you know, the four, three, it's just now you're in a three, four. Um, and your bodies are a lot bigger um, within the, you know, the scheme. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's as a, for an offense, it's, if if the def- if if we do one of those things that Pittsburgh Steelers did that they're usually doing where they got guys standing up, got guys down, moving around, got the safeties coming down, it gets confusing because you know as an offense what you want to do to a defense is get them to hesitate, right? Get them what thinking. this mm-hmm. get them thinking. If you get them to hesitate for just a second, you know, you got them. What the three four defense does, especially if you do it right and you have the right guys in the right positions and they're healthy, you're getting the offense to hesitate. Meaning you're getting the quarterback to hesitate, you're getting the offensive lineman to hesitate. Oh, that's my guy. Wait a minute. No, that's my guy. Um, and that's where havoc can be had. So as so, of right now, I guess we're looking at like I guess would you say Tuttle would be the true nose or or Derek? Sounds I think Tuttle. Like I think Tuttle. I Brown is one end. You're going to need another end unless unless Matos is the guy that they're going to roll with. And I agree with Stu. I, I don't think that they're going to do that. I think they'll probably try to upgrade there. But your linebacking core looks yeah, like Brian Burns, Shaq Luvu. Thompson, Frankie Louvu, and uh, uh, probably right. Uh, who'd you say? 
Jeremy Chin. Yeah, Jeremy Chin. Uh, and, the, and what I read, they're going to run Jeremy Chin kind of like the way the Steelers ran Troy Palomalu, which got me super excited because yeah. he'll be able to drop back. They can send him in blitz packages and send him inside, which he was good at doing. Uh, when they put him out just in the secondary this past year, I felt like he dipped a little bit. He's kind of a tweener in between, and that's what he was in college, and that's how he was used the first year with full snow. So if they're going to do that at 3-4, and you got like uh, Shaq and – uh, Chin as your middle linebackers, and you've got Burns and Luvu on the outside with Derek Brown somewhere in there, and now you got Shy Tuttle, all 300 pounds of him in the middle. You're just missing that one guy on that other end to get some push on the line, and we'll get to the secondary here in a bit, but it's starting right. to turn into something nice. So I think we're all pretty much in agreement that they probably won't add another linebacker, right? I mean, at least yeah. not starting with caliber. Yeah. I think they're good. I don't really think there's that good. There's not that many good linebackers in this draft anyway. Yeah, they did depth, probably right. So I mean, you'll get some depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The the true need right now, I think, in the front seven is like what Stu was saying, where you can you can get a guy that's got a little bit of a mixture to him that can rush the passer, be good in run support. Like definitely need somebody to rush the passer on the other side, preferably a better. Can you imagine if Hassan Reddick was still on this? Oof. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> just uh, yeah. we ain't gonna talk about the we ain't gonna, yeah. gonna talk about the past. We ain't gonna talk about the past. Uh, the the Panthers signed safety Von Bell uh, to a three year deal, twenty two point five million, thirteen million guaranteed. Uh, that'll help Ejiro Evero's defense as well. Uh, it allows them to drop Jeremy Chin back into the box and actually put a true safety back there. Uh, with um, who's the guy we got last? Xavier uh, Woods. Yeah. yeah. So you've got two legit safeties back there now. You got a shutdown corner potentially in JC Horn back there, a good number two in Dante Jackson. You got a pretty good second. Actually, now that I just said that out loud, that sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds damn good as a secondary with what they're going to have in front of them. That uh, securing that other safety spot was pretty crucial. And they did it on pretty much, it's not even day one, it's like pre day one, and they got him loaded in. He was playing with the Bengals. Uh, previously he was with the saints, if I'm not mistaken. So that's two former saints that have moved over, uh, here to Carolina. They did not resign Sam Darnold. He signed a one-year deal literally out the gate on Monday with the 49ers who we just joked that they could trot any quarterback out there and probably win games. We're about to find out because eventually <laughs> Sam Darnold's probably going to have to play, uh, in San Francisco. Hey, Carolina. We talked about Carolina North of Buffalo. It's coming Carolina <laughs> West. West. Nice, yeah. man. McCaffrey, Darnold, Steve Wilkes. I mean, man, you're right. You're right. That's that's nuts. <laughs> that makes me actually. You know what? Why are we even going to do this today? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mess. I'm gonna tell you why we mess. For all these teams across the league to be taking our stuff and and employing it and actually using our schemes and our players, our coaches, our front office staff. Why can't we keep it all here? <laughs> why can't we keep this here and have something to show for it instead of being like, oh, Buffalo's good. Yeah, some of our guys are up there. Oh, 49? Yeah, they got some of our boys over there, too. Like, it's it's crazy to me how much these people leave here and excel with the kind of same mentality we had going into it. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I think the, 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 the whole signing with Von, uh, Von, Bell, Von Bell, to me, that was essentially signing two players in one deal because now you can move Jeremy Chin down. You can play in the box. You can play multiple roles. But to me, that takes care of two needs because Scott had, set, had talked about probably need to add a safety and some more athleticism, a linebacker. Well, you just did that by signing one guy. 
Yep. So talk about getting a discount. <laughs> God, that's bad stuff. Good, 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 good stuff. Um, this one I thought was the biggest uh, resigning they had on Monday. Carolina Panthers resigned center Bradley Bozeman. Three-year deal, $18 million. Shout out to Brad. His wife, Nikki, who's very active in the community and on Twitter. They really ingrained themselves with the Panthers fan base, I've noticed, uh, throughout the course of this year. You can kind of tell that they really like it here. Um, and they got that deal done pretty quick. With that deal being signed, all five starting offensive linemen for the Panthers from last year uh, that we finished with are all under contract with the Panthers through 2024, I believe. So at least the next two seasons, you're going to have Icky, you're going to have Taylor Moten, Bozeman, uh, Austin Corbett. Who am I missing? I'm missing the other guard. Christensen's still on his rookie contract. So yeah. So I mean, you've got you've got the squad that was ru- helping them rush for 140 plus yards the last like nine games of the season last year. They're all back, and they're actually going to be. Uh, probably protecting a rookie quarterback. Um, this whole idea of having a bridge quarterback coming in, I don't know if that's the case now that they've moved up to one. That was when you had like uh, a, a project, like possibly like Anthony Richardson coming in, but not now. Now I think you're in a position where you can actually find somebody that you might be able to start from uh, from day one. Out of all these signings, which one would you say uh, was the most important for the Panthers so well to date so far? Mm. I'm going with Bozeman, but some of these other ones, like you just described, really help the defense. Yeah, I mean, Stu, I think you're muted. Hold on. Yeah, I think your mic's muted, Stu. Oh, my bad. I was going to say, yeah, I would say Bozeman is definitely uh, the most important and the best because, I mean, you look at the season last year. I mean, he was a key element of why we, um, were able to move the ball, um, almost kind of, you know, just turned our offense into into a, you know, imposing their will um, in the run game. So I think that was the most most important one for sure. The um, I have seen a lot of people, a lot of Panther fans were hoping that Matt Corral was going to get a shot in this. I don't think he's going to. I think I just saw yesterday that they're willing to trade him. He's not their guy. He, they didn't draft Matt Corral, and we haven't really even seen him. He broke his foot in the preseason last year, so we have no idea like what he is. And especially now with this new coach and staff, I don't know if it's the same uh, type of quarterback that they like. Uh, we've seen this happen before. So, I mean, it's not going to be unusual if they unload Matt Corral to someplace. It's going to be hard to because there's no tape on him, really, except from uh, back in college. So he might stick around as maybe the third-string quarterback on this team when it's all said and done. Um you, you mentioned Christensen, Skyler. Uh, Danny Trejo says Corbett won't be ready early. What about Christensen? Um, yeah, I mean, he's here. So he's on his rookie deal. So I, I believe they're both on pace to be ready for the regular season. I they both got in that last game, right? Yeah. Christensen, I believe for sure. Corbett, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that they are still hoping he'd be ready by week one. Um, but either way, I mean, you got Kate Mays, who I thought did well. Uh, about I don't know if he didn't really play offensive line. He was more fullback last year, but <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I like him though. I like him. he's athletic. So I mean, I do. I do have something why I'm mad. I just, I just thought of one. I didn't think I was. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. So I actually been kind of thinking about this for like the last two days. Why is it called legal tampering? Because if 
it's legal tampering. Is it really tampering? It's just talking. <laughs> just talking. Right. Like, I mean, because you still can't officially sign them. Well, I mean, you can't officially sign yeah. them, but like legal tampering. To me, tampering is something you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Let's look, up the def- Let's look up the definition. Yeah, it's okay for these two days. You can do it, but don't do it before it, and don't do it after it, or we're going right. to NFL to interfere with something in order to cause damage or make unauthorized alterations. Someone tampered with my brakes on my car. <laughs> <laughs> Exerts a secret or corrupt influence upon someone. Tampering. Yeah, bro. I don't know. <laughs> That's an example in the dictionary for for tampering. Like, that made, that, made like more, that made me even more confused. <laughs> they call term. Man, that's where the brakes are. That's some legal. That's some legal jargon for your behind. It's manslaughter. That's what that is. If somebody messed with somebody's brakes in my car. Um, <laughs> will uh, Will PJ Walker still be on the roster? No, he's not on the roster. Matter of fact, uh, he is a unrestricted free agent. Yeah, or is he restricted? Like we can match if you want. I yeah. don't think we're going to be matching any deals for for PJ. I'm sorry, but uh, I think that experiment ended when Matt Rowe left the the metro area. So. Uh, good luck to PJ and 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 everything. I'm sure he might land someplace. Hey, he might come back. I mean, I'm about to say I wouldn't count think, PJ out all the way. You know, really? No. I mean, you got to think he's on the mount. He's hmm. been he's, he's started here. He knows the offensive line. He knows some of the receivers. Plus, the quarterback mark standing out. Number one, number two. Some of these other guys like a Jacoby Brissett or Carson Wentz, they may not want to come here knowing the situation. And number three. PJ knows Frank Reich, and Frank yeah. knows. Yeah, knows John, John, you know what it is. John yeah. Jenkins knows what it is. Remember John, wanted one those, John wanted those T-shirts early on. Yeah. You remember in the season for PJ uh, Walker? Man. I, pre- I appreciate PJ okay. Walker and everything he's y'all. done for us, man. All right, y'all Stop. walk me back because I'm like PJ done, but just thirty seconds with my guys, and I'm like, okay, well maybe PJ's not. And I wouldn't really <laughs> count. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count Matt Corral out either. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't like, know. What like he's he, he's he's not, you know, the coaching staff's guy by any means because they didn't get him here. They weren't here when he was here, so yeah. they don't really know anything about him. So for them to say put out smoke signals of yeah, we're open to trading a guy that we don't know, yeah, like if you don't know him, yeah, he's up for trade until we get to know him. Get mm-hmm. <laughs> him out in the field and let him start doing. I, and I don't even know yeah. how far along Matt Corral is. Do you know if he's been throwing yet or? Running or anything, Skyler? I don't I, I know. I mean, it's it's a very lengthy recovery. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I can't remember what month it was. I don't know if it was quite January, but I think even in December. Now, don't, don't quote me on this because I, I might be wrong. I still thought he was in a boot. So, because at one point, like in October, November, he was still riding around the locker room with that, that little one or one need scooter or whatever it is. So, oh, yeah. So he might not be ready by, by the time we get to mini camps. He'll probably be getting closer, but you got to think for him to get back into actual game shape, like that's a whole other yeah. thing. Like he's just got to get in shape first. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what they do with this quarterback situation. Uh, and you're right, the quarterback – well, the quarterback availability is getting really thin. Um, before we get out of here, if you guys want to touch on – the Lamar situation, 
I don't know what the Ravens are doing right now. Like, I have no idea what their what their plan is. Um, because I don't even think any teams really have bid on Lamar, have they? Like, in terms of putting a contract out there. So no, this whole thing's kind of backfiring, <laughs> like for both sides. Like, now what? Now what do you do now? Because you don't have a I guess the Ravens were trying to do this to get a, an idea of what his market value was. But it's you sounds- know what I don't understand? If you're not if you're like let's say you're the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Because you only got one year of Kenny Pickett, and you don't really know if what he's going to be. You know Joe Burr is going to be good. We've already kind of seen what Deshaun can do. If you're the Steelers, why do you not just go and offer him four years, $340 million guaranteed? Oh. Oh. <laughs> listen, Whoa. if you do land him, you have your quarterback for the next 10 years. But if not, Baltimore's got to match him. What was that deal again? <laughs> like four, four years, 340 Four years. Be just outrageous with it. Make Baltimore pay that. I mean, money. you do. You do got a point because they play in the same division, so it's almost yeah. kind of like, yo, <laughs> let's take their quarterback, and then at least it's we know not, they're not going to win any deal. games. <laughs> Eighty-five million dollars a season. <laughs> you know, but seriously, just think. But then, but but then, but then, if they match it, then they lock up, and then you can go do what you need to do. They paid like triple like what they were trying to pay just for putting it out there in the first place. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, you think the Steelers should try to do it just to kind of up the price, kind of? Yeah. And if not, I mean, heck, you may end up with them, and then you can move off Kenny Pickett and get a. <laughs> what if he's like deal? <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> Let me it's offer. I'm it's on the like, call Lamar up right now. <laughs> all four years, three forty. Hey, all I know is they need to figure this out. Yeah, because this stretch way not, longer. I don't want to be here in July talking about Lamar Jackson's contract or Aaron Rodgers' situation. Yeah. Like I think Aaron Rodgers' situation will be done before this week is over because it's. I saw that uh, the Jets are trying to. Uh, land Alan Lazard, uh, Packers uh, free agent wide receiver. Uh, they're keeping an eye on Randall Cobb, who people might be familiar with, who came back to the yeah. Packers, one of Rogers' receivers. It sounds like it's lining up where it almost sounds like Rogers is like, look, I'm either going to retire or if you can get it yeah. with the Jets where you get me some of my pieces and some of the things that I like or whatever on the roster. So when I drop in, we can go and actually compete. I'll go play for New York and I'll give them two years or whatever it might be. Cause all this but has happened before this, you But do this first. Yeah. Do this first. Cause I don't want to get stuck in the, uh, with the jets and have like, who's their wide receiver. Well, they just drafted a, a guy last because year. Because remember that was part yeah. of the problem. That was part of, pro- that was part of the problem with the Packers. What? Three years ago, two years ago where he was upset, you know, not being part of the discussions with, you know, free agency and, and the draft and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, Obviously, that might be one of the things that is in play right now is get the guys there that I see fit, and then I'll come. You know, and people, Maybe. I've seen people, <laughs> me, I've seen people in the media complaining about having to talk about Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't doing this, what would you talk about? Like golf, Bradley Bozeman signing a three-year deal with the Panthers. Like, what are you going to talk about if it's not Rodgers? And to me, it's funny because Rodgers, his whole career, feels like he's tried to. Uh, run away from the Brett Favre comparisons. He's literally doing what Brett Favre did the last like three years of his career. Like he's almost going to end up in the same spots. So I'm expecting playing for the Vikings in two years. Like he's literally <laughs> doing the same things, and he's getting money for it. I think it's hitting his like his uh, what's the word? His legacy a little bit. I think I look at him a little differently than I did maybe five years ago. Just to kind of hanging around, dragging this out. Uh, 
kind of making everybody wait for him, that kind of thing. The Lamar thing is different. I feel for Lamar. Like, Lamar did everything that that franchise asked him to do, played hurt. Uh, I saw there was even people thinking he could have played in this playoff game that just happened a couple months ago, you know? And I'm like, he shouldn't even been out there in the first place. Like, you're lucky he even played <laughs> this year. Yeah. You guys, you've been negotiating for two years and you still can't put this together. How often does a, a former league MVP under the age of 26 become available in the NFL? Does that ever happen? Like, I can't even think of a single time when that's gone down. So the what, what do they do? Teams are, like, looking at this situation like, well, this is kind of a first because we've never really seen somebody like Lamar before. I mean, people make the Michael Vick comparisons, but, I mean, it's, it's just totally different. But, like, how is this going to end? Is this going to end with him continuing to be hurt? Because he's only been on the field 12 games in each of the last two years. So if he continues to be hurt and then you lock yourself up into a big contract, then you're screwed. So I think there's a little bit of hesitancy in regard to that. Plus, if you look at Mike Vick's career, like he was supposed to turn the Eagles into something crazy and they just never formulated. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a weird thing to walk. Wick, uh, Vicks did he did have that Monday night game against the Redskins where he was like perfect. You remember that? Yeah, where he looked like yeah. Madden Vick, like four touchdowns, <laughs> like the first play he threw like a ninety-eight yard bomb. Not just right, not just any regular Madden. It was yeah. that. It was that first Madden when he was on the cover. Oh five, yeah, yeah. The unstoppable Vic, like the one that could do everything. And like he, yeah. I remember watching that game. I don't like the Eagles or the Redskins, and it was just like. Oh no, <laughs> like he unlocked Magic. the code. Like, this is what it was supposed to look like. He never really stayed at that level, but that was a glimpse of man. If we had had that Mike Vick in the NFC South, the one that was playing that night, Atlanta probably be sitting on a couple rings right now, to be honest. Like, could you, could you beat Mike in a race right now? Yeah, yeah, I can beat him in a race. He said he was running, actually, man. I think he said he was running like four six right now, still. I was like, well, no, I'm definitely coming in at a, like four or five at least. <laughs> we can set it up, uh, battle the uh, believe stars or something. Have you guys do the like they used to do on Sundays back in the day? Oh, yeah, yeah, 40 yard dash. <laughs> we'll hook that up. It. Somebody was asking earlier if we could find Steve Smith to come in and talk about the wide receivers in this uh, in this uh, draft class. I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe we'll try to find him. I don't know, he's, yeah, he's busy maybe. too. Yeah, he's busy he's following following the draft in depth. He's got um, a podcast. Uh, yeah, he's got a podcast as well. You should check it out. Yeah, I forgot the name Cut of to it. it. Cut yeah, to yeah, it. Cut to it. That's right. And it's really good. Uh, definitely check out Smitty's stuff. Um, he popped in here a couple of weeks ago while we were doing ours live. So um, anything else you guys want to touch this week as we uh, get wrapped up here? There'll be more free agency. Sign- Actually, free agency opens tomorrow officially. So oh, we'll have even more over the next couple of days trickling in. If a big one happens. Or uh, if Carolina trades with Houston or Skyler goes to What do y'all think about Odell? <laughs> Odell? Uh, uh, if, if they're going to get him the money he wants, I would say no. He 11 wants mil? a year. He wants um, 11 a year? 20 million. Oh, he wants 20? 20 million a year? That's what I've seen. So I don't know. I, would, I, say no. uh, <laughs> I, I would say 11. Yeah, if you were asking for 10 over 11, a couple years, I kick the tires in Odell. Two years, 22 million, two years, 26 million, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, come on in here. He'd be the de facto number one, um, and he would get fed the ball a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Now, it depends on who the quarterback is, too, because I'm still on Young or Stroud as it stands right now. I'm leaning towards Stroud because of his size and the way he played. Like, 
uh, I don't go off of uh, what they did at the combine or in their underwear or in the 40 yard dash, or whatever. Uh, I think the Panthers themselves have said the best indicators tape, like watch what they did with live bullets flying around around them. And it'll give you an indication of what they're going to do at the next level. And Stroud for his part showed out those last couple of games uh, in the college football playoff and everything. So I'm leaning towards him. Bryce size still kind of scares me a little bit. Although now I know he's going to have an offensive line in front of him that can somewhat protect him. But I just, I'm trying to think of another quarterback his size that's been successful for a long period of time in the NFL. Like, can you think of anybody that's similar in size? Because even Kyler, Kyler Murray's sitting at home with a torn ACL right now. Like, who? I, they're they're not even exactly the same player. Can't compare it to. Yeah, there's, there's nobody out there. I can't. How, what is he? Five ten. Yeah, that's interesting. So if there's no one to compare him to, maybe he's the first of his kind. Yeah, and that's and that's the conundrum. Maybe. That's the the thing you got to kind of because they're yeah, because I, I, I like his pocket poise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he be throwing boys open. To, there's a difference in throwing to a spot and throwing people open. Bryce Young throws yeah. people open, like. On but just boat. to be in that pocket and just like not be to be unbothered in the pocket is something that you just have or you don't. <laughs> Willis says Franz uh, I'm starting to wonder how old Willie Smith is because I, Fran Tarkenton, you going way back to <laughs> like the that was the Purple People Eaters. That's back in the '60s, wasn't it? Like I don't even know Fran Tarkenton's size. Yeah, but Fran Tarkenton would not make it in the NFL. You right went <laughs> Fran Tarkenton, <laughs> leading, uh, leading um, all-time passer of all time uh, for the longest time, uh, and he was the scrambler. I saw old video of him just not scrambling like uh, like Mike Vick or Kyler Murray. Somebody he would like. Run up here, then run down here, then run over here, and run back up here, and then tell a guy to come back <laughs> and run around, like do a figure eight, and then he'd finally throw it down the field. Uh, like the play would take like two minutes, <laughs> like to get right. through all the way to the end. I'll check on for Frank. Those, for those that don't know, Frank Tarkin, uh, Fran Tarkenton is played for the Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl three times, mm-hmm. lost all three. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the NFL MVP <laughs> in 1975. And was selected for the Pro Bowl nine times. Oh, um, he rushed for thirty-two touchdowns, had thirty-six hundred yards, um, or thirty-six hundred completions, forty-seven thousand yards, and three thousand six hundred and seventy-four yards rushing. That ain't bad for that's pretty good for a quarterback. Hey, Fran yeah. was out there doing the most, and he, he was six foot. <laughs> he was six foot. <laughs> he's six foot. Yeah, he's six foot. Right Drew Brees size, I guess. But and he's, and he's eighty and he's eighty three year old. He's eighty three years old. Come out here and throw that rock right now. Yes, you come to sling it right now. Let me be your backup. I'm Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Um, any uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that we haven't got to. I'm looking through the mailbag here. Uh, have you all given your take on C.J. Stroud? He's very poised in the pocket too. Kind of, sort of. We've danced around the 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 young pups a little bit. We've got some time to do that as we get closer to the draft. Uh, and we'll we'll definitely look at the quarterbacks because again we don't know exactly where yeah we're at one but with all the stuff circling around it we don't know if we're staying there or uh, one thing that I'll say is. about Stroud is I don't like I saw so I saw the game against uh, Georgia and there was a couple of plays where he hesitated and when he hesitates he's got that really good he's got yeah. it. and so holding on to the ball this, in this league. You got to make sure you're protecting the ball. And it wasn't Georgia. I can't remember who it was, but he was on point versus Georgia. But 
Yeah, he was on point. If it, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't Georgia. It was another Maybe team. Maybe Michigan. It might have. It might have been, mm-hmm. been Michigan, but mm-hmm. like he got sacked. But like those types of things happen. But they're going to happen more at the next level because, especially now, if you're going to hesitate because a guy has his hands up, it ain't going to work out for you. Yeah. Like you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to know where you're going to go. You got to go. You got to know where you're going with the ball and trust it. And um, and that's one of the differences I think between the the two quarterbacks there at one and two is, you know, one has that poise in the pocket that's not bothered, and there's there's one that, you know, any given day, you know, pick and choose. Riz says what Stroud did against Georgia. Bryce has done his whole college career. Um, Bryce Young is a former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, national champion. Uh, and again, he he made this comment a couple of weeks ago where people were talking about his size. He has played at that size his entire life. <laughs> like he's been no matter the level he's been on, he's always been the small guy. So he knows how to protect himself. He knows how to do this and that. I would not be surprised if Carolina stays put and, and gets Bryce Young. And there's always been this narrative of like Alabama quarterbacks, like always having the best targets to 30. You look at what he had. I mean, it's he doesn't have a top end receiver at Alabama this past season. He doesn't even have a guy that's probably going to get drafted in this top three rounds at receiver. I don't even know if they have anybody coming out of the draft. So um, y'all see, but y'all see, okay, Stroud. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. two guys that are going to be at some point, whether it's this year, or next year, first round picks. What is this Baker Mayfield to the Yuccaneers? Did that just happened. The Baker Mayfield just signed with the Bucks. Am I hearing this right? All the stuff, everything's coming in like hot. <laughs> like uh, in the, in the comment section. I don't have anything yet. Okay. So we'll, I don't know. Our comment section is way ahead of Twitter right now, I think. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Um, we'll get more into the quarterbacks you know, a little bit down the road here because now we don't have to worry about veteran quarterbacks. We can focus solely on the, the rookies in this draft in the first round because it does sound like, uh, it's going down. Oh, Donald Duck tricked us. No, just tw- Twitter rumor. That's another thing, too. Panther fans, the, the best advice I can give you before we get out of here, don't pay attention to the national media. Pay attention to the ones that follow the Panthers daily. Skylar Callahan, uh, David Newton, ESPN, um, the Charlotte Observer, us, uh, trying to think, four-man rush, um, my man Cody and his folks with the uh, the, the the Panther Chronicles, uh, the, the ones that have been putting out Panther content for a while, actually know, yeah, Brett Favre ain't coming here. Like, we knew that as soon as it was spoken. <laughs> like, on National TV, was like, that's not going to happen. But they tried to run with it. Stick with your local media. Stick with your national media for everything else. If you want about Lamar and Aaron Rodgers and everything, but if you want the, the facts, stick with the ones that have been doing the content for a while for the Panthers, <clears throat> and, and you can trust them. Um, I think we're good. Uh, again, use uh, code BLEAV at betonline.ag to get your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, the audio of this podcast will be out a little bit later on today. The video is always available at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Uh, we had been going later in the week. We decided to go a little bit earlier this week because of what was going on with free agency. If something happens and uh, we feel need to come back on this week, we'll do that. If not, you won't see us until sometime next week. Skylar, I think you said you were out next week. Um, so maybe we might bring in a third guest or something, or maybe me and Stu just hold it down. Like, I don't, I don't know for sure. We'll figure it out <laughs> when we get to it. So uh, anything else you guys got? I got one thing. Lamar Jackson tweeted two hours ago 
I want 133 million for three years, fully guaranteed. Give it to him. What does make? Give it to him. Like, but I will. Him. But I will say this: like, you know, we're just he we he knows he's going to be playing some. He's if 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 he decides to play and do the things that he wants to do, whatever that is, he's going to do it. Don't that's, be on Twitter. Don't be on Twitter being tacky. That's right 44, that's forty four million dollars a year. Yeah, give that give that man that comp, like now, <laughs> like give it to him today. Give it to him, but he 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 shouldn't be on Twitter tweeting out what like. Man, I saw that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's I think he was responding Twitter. to Adam Schefter or something like because Adam Schefter said he turned down two hundred million. Get get like, Adam Schefter's number and <laughs> and just stay out of it. <laughs> you want to know the rest? Call me, call me, and I'll tell God you. God I will say Lamar though. We've been talking about what the Ravens are doing, Lamar. I don't know about this whole doing this without an agent thing. That might be the reason why this is getting held up a little bit too. Because uh, I respect that. I mean, really, at the end of the day, like, like, would I would I do it? Yeah, probably not. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I respect it though. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, it's one of those things where it's like all we're doing is drafting up words. Mm-hmm. In, in, in terms, like I know what the terms I want, so yeah. put it in there. Yeah, as long as all this, money, <laughs> all this money's coming to me, not just this or that, like all of it eventually will be in my pocket. Cool, yeah. let's go, let's do this. Um, real quick all before right. we go though, Clutch Fire 5.0 says, Do you guys think the Panthers are going to sign mm-hmm. anyone today? Only if Skyler leaves his house. If Skyler leaves his house, they probably will because that's usually <laughs> that's usually when it goes down. So, and there's oh, a Hornets game later tonight, so oh. he has to leave. So, it's gonna I'll happen. be leaving here around uh. Five-ish, so anytime between five and five or six thirty. That's when the, the trade stuff dropped. That's when it dropped on Friday. It was right after five. So yeah. <laughs> so if you do anything, expect it right after five o'clock. Uh, and if so, just follow the twitters and uh, keep you caught up over there. Scal- at, uh, at Callahan underscore. So for Jonathan Stewart, well, I keep doing it reverse. For Jonathan Stewart, for Skylar Callahan. I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and watching the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. We will see you next week. Keep handing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.